welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hi guys, and welcome back to Series 3 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast up to episode 90 and this week we are joined by club day racer nick floodstreet we're going to hear about why he chooses to race club days what he loves about karting and the community and just basically what an awesome guy nick is as you heard last week we've got the awesome matt matthew payne from acclaim media joining us here on the motorsport coaching podcast race team and so each week will be a mix either him or me or of both of us but we are going to be doing a lot more coaching episodes where we're actually giving you hopefully some golden nuggets for you to implement after each and every podcast thanks again for everyone who has subscribed every week going forward we are looking forward to actually having an instant download or checklist for you guys to be able to action after each episode so please stay tuned and stay right through to the end of each episode we'll let you know what's coming out at the beginning in the intro of what will be on offer at the end and of course if you are enjoying or aren't enjoying these shows we do appreciate any feedback on any of the preferred platforms so please race over um, and of course they are also available over at motivatetraining.com.au forward slash podcast let's get started and have with nick hey nick good afternoon and welcome to the motorsport coaching podcast hello belinda how are you i'm very well thank you those that are watching audio cannot see nick's hair but he's got the most amazing hair have you always had lots of hair uh, thank you um I actually had long hair for quite a while in year 12 and it was very, very long and uh, it was, I don't know, it was long and blonde and I quite liked it. Um, not many people did and now my younger brother, who's that age now, he's in, he's in year 12 and he, he's got long hair and it's 10 million times better than mine was. So, it puts me to shame. So, good thing I cut it. How do you go racing with your race helmet? Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> were going to the bathroom. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, it looks it's pretty horrible and flat on race day. So all the sweat, all the all the yucky grease and stuff. So yeah, don't expect anything. There's always a hat on. Yeah, I guess you take your helmet off and put a hat straight on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. So again, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, let's tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get started in motorsports? Um, I think much like most of. So I'm racing carts um, at Oakley. Um, and I predominantly do club days, uh, and I've been doing that for now 10 years, and I've, much like most of the, the go-kart drivers around, it's um, mainly a passion for V8 supercars and Formula One and, and growing up following that, and I think as a kid, you know, in primary school, I was just pushing mum and dad, you know, go-karts, 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 you know, pushing them for it, and obviously, it's a massive commitment um, for them, time and money and, and resource, so I think it was about year seven and they kind of took me down and, and had a look at, you know, some cart shops and stuff and, and eventually pulled the trigger. So I'm lucky enough to still be doing that now. So, yeah. And had your family raced before? Had they been involved in motorsports before or was no. it just basic love and passion for it that got you started? Yeah, it was, it was 
pretty much my perseverance in showing them that that I was yeah. still keen for it after that many years. Um, but no, my parents weren't involved in it. My my grandfather um, collects cars, and and he's he had a whole car like wedding car business. So I've always been around cars, and and um, my dad's very mechanically minded, so it, it helped starting out. You know, he had a very good base knowledge. You know, what to do with the car, and both of us, me growing up, getting better at driving, and and dad getting better at you know learning more and more about how the cart works and stuff and it's you know we've grown Growing together yeah, yeah fantastic um and so you're saying that you're racing carts when did you start obviously you said that you're a little bit later in in life like you didn't obviously start at cadets so what class did you start yeah. off with and, so and what are you today so i started in junior national heavy um so that was really cool we always had a big field um you know some drivers now that um, you have moved up, you know, into cars and, and stuff like that. So I was always benchmarking myself. Um, we were never on a, on a massive budget, but, you know, we, we kept up with with those guys. And, and so it was a very good benchmark. And, and a lot of those I went through to seniors with and, and generally the numbers tapered off a little bit. Um, and I got a few a few mates that, that are still doing it. Um, and then I went on to do Tag Light and that was – quite a big step from from juniors in terms of speed and stuff that was that was really fun um and so had to play around a couple of the tag classes um and now we are in in combined light so we we ended up you know going to vic combined because it was a lot more affordable um and it was in terms of numbers it drew way more numbers you know on a club day at least so that's and that's what we're there for is to race essentially so i've gained so much um knowledge and, and skill and stuff by just being out there with more carts and, and passing and, and practice so but that was that was the last few years and now we're in medium so i ate too many donuts during covid and, and i'm too heavy <laughs> now so <laughs> yeah and um, like as you said uh, you're a regular uh, club um, participant did you ever have aspirations to do the australian carton championship and and was like the only restriction really financial or or tell us a little bit about that? So um, with, um, I've, we've always wanted to do a little bit more um, and th- then, you know, club day and doing the odd open event here and there and, and doing at least all the Oakley events um, and, and they're, you know, supporting the club. You know, we're a big one for showing our faces down there, you know, every single time and, and supporting the club that's a priority for us and and for my career um in juniors we did a few more open meets and then you know i was at the end of vce and then we scaled back you know i'll do more next year and then i went to uni and then it's like no i'll do more next year um but my our main priority was you know club days and i'm i'm my aspiration is to win the club championship but um last year was was honors as well so i did honors in, in industrial design um yeah and so then it was this year, like, yeah, let's do more. And, and we did, we went, we ventured out, did, you know, some different clubs and we did the Kingston Cup, which was cool in medium. And we've had some, you know, great success in, in the heavier class. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'd love to, it sounds kind of weird, but my main aspiration is, um, it's going to sound really weird, is to, to race club days professionally. So and by, by that, I mean, you know, um, we go down and, and, you know, having sponsors and, and, you know, taking it, um, you know, having, you know, the racing subsidized at least, you know, a little bit. So, um, 
you know, do the best we absolutely can and, and, you know, provide everything we can for, you know, sponsors and, and, um, just continue, you know, I'm very lucky that I'm still racing and there's a lot of my mates that aren't, um, you know, and, and just keep, keep doing that. Yes, and you're obviously still very passionate about the sport uh, after being it for such a long time. And and that's great. That's fantastic if you just want to be racing those club days. Not everybody has those aspirations to to race nationally. But you did mention a few times there about your sponsors. Uh, Do you have any sponsors at the moment? Um, Yes. So um, I'm very lucky to be um, supported by Penrite. Um, So Penrite Oil have been uh, a massive help um, this year. They, you know, I was... um, helping out with them last year so at the at Australian Grand Prix and and um you know having chats with you know Jared he's he's very good and he's the he's the corporate um sponsorship manager um and then you know I applied as an ambassador and I, I got the got the role so it's very cool to you know have them on board and I think they're you know wanting to support you know local local clubs and, and that sort of thing I'm very lucky to to be supported by Motivate Training this year as well so it's really cool to you know um, apply as an ambassador and I think everything you guys do um, I really resonate with the, the services that you guys provide so um, uh, it, I'll go into it a little bit later but my jobs and that sort of thing you know are all about coaching and, and mindset and and you know the broader aspect of, a, of an athlete so um, yeah and and also framing to a T um, as seen on the block with their TV mirrors um, yeah they've been a very, very good support so yeah. Fantastic. Um, so just a random question. Now that Penwright's gone to Kelly Racing, are you now following Kelly Racing? <laughs> is, is, that, that com- is that confirmed? <laughs> it is confirmed. Oh, oh well, okay. Betty came out this week saying it. But... Cool. I, yeah, I saw that it went with Erebus. Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, absolutely. Um, it's a very cool brand and, and they, you know, made Australian made and, and um, Australian owned as well. So, yeah, I'll I'll support them with whoever they're with, Kelly Racing. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick, you have been in the sport for a very long time. Um, over that time, no doubt you've done some sort of fitness training. Do you do any sport specific training, or what do do you train? I mean, I mean, the great thing about racing club days is that you um, are racing every single month, which is fantastic. So tell us about yeah. your training program if you have one. Um. Yeah. So, like as I said before, like racing club day professionally as as silly as it sounds like i'm and and you know having it subsidized and that sort of thing like i think for me um part of that you know taking it you know seriously and and you know um, maximizing myself as a person and maxing my maximizing myself as an athlete like yes i am i am training and i've always been active as a kid i've always been involved in sport you know played cricket wasn't too good um wasn't too good at all of that but um I did a lot of bike riding and I still do. Um, you know, I'm lucky a lot of people around me also do mountain bike riding. So awesome. that's really fun. And, and it gets, I know a lot of, a lot, a lot of racing drivers, you know, professionally as well do that. So I'm not sure why, but I like the whole aspect of, you know, the reflexes and, and the adrenaline and the freedom that comes with it and the outdoors, you know, and it really is a workout, you know, after a couple of hours, um, but yes, I swim. I always have swam, and and so I'm I'm a swimming coach as well. Um, so yeah, I've during COVID done a lot of of both. So a lot of swimming and a lot of cycling. So yeah, 
Queensland, yeah. I was just swimming this morning. It was very cold, but it was nice when I got out. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I swam this morning and it was, oh, at least in, in southeast suburbs here, it was quite cold. But, no, you feel good for the rest of the day, like getting up swimming in the morning, you know, kind of keeps you going. It's, it's a good um, – it's like a um, – yeah, I can't think of the word. Um yeah, just yeah, like, no, yeah, just, just, um, yeah, it's for me. I find it weird after swimming, like, I can't drink or eat a lot. I don't know why, but just think, yeah, I think I'm the opposite. I just come home and just want to want to eat everything in sight. So, yeah, I don't swim that fast though, Nick. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I just more bob and then move my arms, but no, <laughs> I am in training. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, do you have any superstitions when you go racing? Um, gloves or socks or the way you get in and out of the carts? Not really. Like I, I have a routine. I definitely have a routine and that helps me switch on and that sort of thing. Yep. But after hearing some other people's superstitions, I realized, no, I don't really have any superstitions. Like they're like quite um, different yeah. yeah. No. So, yeah, I definitely have a routine though, um, and it's very specific. I try not to break it as well. Um, one, I guess you could call it a superstition. I guess um, one thing I have on every single race day, no matter what, is mum. So, mum had Woolworths cookies as a kid, like brought them to every race day, and ever since, I've always had Woolworths cookies at every race yeah. day you know, in the trailer. So, I don't know if that's a superstition, but it's it's like a consistency that I've had. Yeah as a child so um and everyone comes over like the other you know tents come over they know we've got cookies and they (laughs) so yeah that's how you bribe the competitors (laughs) yeah um so you did mention for a little bit about mindset and you do coach um some kids so tell us a little bit about that and why you believe mindset's really important um i think it's i think it's important to you know um taking I, so I don't know how to how to start this. So as I'm I'm a swimming coach um, and I do a bit of karting coaching as well on the side. Um, and one thing that I've taken from my swimming coaching and and these are squad athletes, some of them are national level. You know, these are kids that are seriously wanting to um, become. Um, you know, some of them I know for a fact have said they you know want to make it to the Olympics, and you know that's amazing. And these kids have drive, and some of them are seven years old, and you know. They can swim circles around me. It's amazing. Yeah. But um, they are referred to as, as athletes. And I think that's that stood out to me. And, you know, I think there's a lot of value that comes with that. And, and I think that's really healthy. You know, these kids, you know, believe that they're athletes. And these everyone around them, I you know, they are athletes. And adopting that mentality, you know, it kind of pushes you that little bit harder and, and – I've transferred that into my, you know, into myself and, and, you know, um, you know, when I go to eat something, I shouldn't, I think, I do think I still end up eating it, but I think like, oh, you know, should I do that? You know, is that the most athletic mentality and going back to racing club day professionally, you know, if you can think about yourself as an athlete, you know, you change your mindset a little bit. Um, but I think goal setting is important. I think it's, you know, really clear that you can, you know, manifest and and you know really think about you know objectively your performance and stuff like that so yeah there's all sorts of mindset things that i'm using i guess yep 
That's good. Uh, yeah, before we used to, like our slogan used to be more around like um, driver development and um, complete driver training and stuff like that. And then in the end I felt like driver didn't really you know, capture everything and everyone. And then I was like, you know what, all of these guys and girls are aspiring to become athletes and so that's what we do. So now that's why we're athlete performance around, you know, fitness, nutrition and mindset because regardless if you want to race club days, um, again, that's more actual race meetings than, say, um, Australian karting championships, um, then, you know, you need to think and act and, and definitely sleep and mental and all of these other behaviours um, in order to perform. And I think that's like our biggest thing at Motivate is trying to drive that into the the individual that it's not just about racing on the track it's all of these other elements that make up your performance as well like a normal athlete yeah I think that's I think it's really healthy to look at it that way so yeah all right some more fun stuff social media tell us about your social media what platforms are you on and why are you on those platforms and what's your handle Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm primarily on Instagram and I kind of like the creativity that goes with it. You know, being always being into design and, and, and things like that and even studying design, there's real, um, you know, there's real creativity to, you know, the stuff that you post and you know, the consistency of your branding and that sort of thing, you know, on, on Instagram. I'm very specific with it as well. And, um, and so I really enjoy doing that um, personally. Um, but I use it as a branding tool as well. Um, so it's a really good way to you know, appeal to sponsors and have a presence. Um, it's, you know, in, important to have a, yeah, to, to have a presence, I guess. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Foddy. Um, and, yes, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much it with, with Instagram. I think it's a valuable tool. I think it's a very valuable tool. Yeah, and so do you post the same content on both platforms at this stage, or do you not? Not really. That Facebook is more personal stuff, um, mm-hmm. and Instagram. I, I've at least this year been marketing myself a little bit more heavily uh, with my racing. You know, trying to take it a little bit more serious. You know, um, and being very specific with what I post um, and that sort of thing. Um, I think with COVID this year, that's when I've realised like, oh, um, I could maximize myself better as an athlete and maximize myself better as a as a um you know person and by doing that you know going out looking for sponsors and that sort of thing and and you know you get turned back you know a lot but you know then you have you know some cool opportunities that come out of it as well and you know like with with motivate and and you belinda but um yeah using using instagram to 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 help with that so yeah and do you have a website no, I don't have a website. Um, no. no, so I'm I'm yet to yet to venture out and, and make a website. <laughs> That's all right. And so you just said um, you finished your education, so you've been doing automotive design. So tell us a little bit about that um, degree. So I've been I've always been extremely fascinated with drawing and and cars, and I've always always had a love for cars and, and motorsport. And so as a kid, I would always be. Um, drawing down the margins of my books at school and, and of these, you know, different cars. And I always got told off. And even throughout high school, all I was doing was drawing cars, drawing cars. And I realized that I had a f- bit of a flair for design. Um, and so I ended up doing that in, 
um, for at university. So that was industrial design at RMIT, which is a really nice course. Um, industrial design is so broad. It's, it's anything. It's, it's the bridge between art and engineering. So it's, it's yeah. making something look nice and, and work together. And within that, you can specialize in different fields. And, and I tailored my course towards automotive design. So I did my thesis on, on um, mobility and nostalgia last year. Um, which is really cool. it was a driver-focused car for um, 2035. Um, yeah. Um, different uh, aspects yeah. from, from cars in the past, basically. Um, and then when I, when I ended up going into design and going back to, to high school, because my mom's my mom actually works at, at my high school, so I'm always back there. And the teachers that always told me off for drawing in my books – um, I go back and go, oh, that actually got me into uni and it got me through uni, you know, so awesome. kids drawing down the side of their pages. So it's really, it's really funny, but yeah. Yeah. So what I, do you plan to do with that now? What's that? Sorry. What do you plan to do with that degree now? Well, it's funny you say that, Belinda. I, um, at the start of the, well, during, during this, you know, huge lockdown period, I've was looking and building a network of, you know, car designers that I know and, and venturing out and trying to meet as many people as possible and, and look for a car design job. But since Holden shut down, you know, it makes that a small industry even smaller. Um, and so making my folio and, and developing my, my all pretty artworks and stuff like that, it, I realized that I wasn't ready for it. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I was a bit having cold feet about the entire thing. And I realized that the reason why was, the notion that I'd have to get rid of my coaching job, I'd have to get rid of my, you know, karting coaching and, you know, my swimming teaching as well. Um, so I'm a swimming coach, a swimming teacher. So I do adults and younger kids as well and mm-hmm. my karting coaching. And at the idea of, you know, the common denominator there was actually teaching and and, and putting on um, furthering my knowledge and, and helping inspire young younger kids as well. Um, I got... I realized that that was the common denominator and I needed to pair design with teaching essentially. So um, I've going to do my master's of teaching this year and next year. Oh, um, wow. And go on to Viscom teaching. So it's a bit of a sidestep from, from automotive design, but I can still, you know, I put that to very good use and, you know, I need to be doing something teaching or, you know, ins- you know inspiring others. So, yeah, that's kind of my sidestep, you oh, know, with, in terms cool. of career-wise. Yeah, and it's just great to hear, like, even though, um, you know, you started off into the motorsport, that you've, there's others, it opened up other opportunities for you to, to sidestep, like you said, or to, to take yeah. a different pathway, but you've still been able to fulfil your dream, still working yeah. somewhat, or designing cars at least. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I love it. It's still a passion. Like, I still, you know, I'm drawing cars every single day. But the f- level of fulfillment that I'm getting, you know, the fact that I was a little bit apprehensive of car design, you know, when I actually had to go out and look for a job compared to the fulfillment that I'm getting every day doing my, you know, my coaching. And I, I go, oh, I need to need to pair these together. So, And how do you promote your coaching? Is that just through Instagram or is that just word of mouth at Oakley Cart Track? So it's actually um, it's actually with Le Mans Entertainment, so Le Mans Entertainment in Dandenong. Um, so I worked there as a track marshal, you know, a f- few years ago, and I'd always had this idea of like starting like a little coaching academy, you know, for younger kids that you know aren't as fortunate as myself to 
have the time or resource um, to, you know, race carts. And so I, I had come up with this idea of, you know, um, a, you know, young driver academy and I sort of pitched it, you know, and eventually, yeah, it became a thing. And, and so it's been evolving over the last you know, year and a half the, the Le Mans Young Driver Academy, and it's really cool. And I love um, seeing, you know, where these kids, you know, who are actually very, very good drivers, you know, um, you know, how they're improving and, and helping them out. So, yeah. What, so kind it's, of, yeah, what kind of things do you do there at the Drivers Academy? Um, so with, with Young Driver Academy, every week we do like the fundamental, you know, uh, things with driving. So we'll have, um, you know, racing lines one week and, and driving in the wet the other week. And um, then, you know, before that we'll do theory. So we do a bit of mindset, a bit of goal setting, um, you know, we'll learn about how the cart works and, and how the things that we're implementing, you know, while we're physically driving up there, how that works, you know, in theory. So, so it's, you know, term, it, it's from, you know, each term. Um, Different things we we go through each week doing doing different things so yeah oh that's fantastic well nick thank you very much for telling your story it is a great one i'm very different to a lot of other people so again i appreciate you sharing your story with us today and just once again how can people follow your journey um i i'm on instagram so at nick floddy so um you'll see all my racing stuff there um but before we go, I'd like to make a special thank you to my family for um, putting me through karting. So I'm very lucky to realizing during COVID that, um, you know, you're always, I've been racing every single month um, up until now. And this is the longest break I've ever had. And I realize how lucky <laughs> I am that I am racing. Yeah. So thank you for their support. You know, it's a big um, commitment and, and sacrifices that they've had. So I'd like to thank you them. Um, all my sponsors, Penrite, Motivate, uh, framing to a T. I'd like to thank my girlfriend as well. Um, you know, Very a massive support too. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, no guys. Worries. That's wonderful, Nick. Thank you very much for your time. And we look forward to following your journey this year at Oakley Car Track. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much, Belinda. Take care. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.